0: Good morning. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. Well, green is the new black these days, including in the bonds market. A green bond is a type of fixed income instrument designed to support specific climate-related or environmental projects. And some of these green bonds may come with tax incentives to enhance their attractiveness to some investors. But the thing is, with the popularity, it also comes with some greenwashing. So that is something we'll be discussing with Henry Lowe. He is the head of Asian Credit... For the Asian Fixed Income Team at Aberdeen, morning Henry. How are you today? Good
1: morning. Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome.
0: It's great to have you on, Henry, because this is a topic that is starting to create a lot of buzz and discussion. How greenwashing is starting to be prevalent in the bonds market. So let's start first with setting the context of the growth of this market. How big is it right now, and how fast has it grown?
1: absolutely so you're absolutely right you know the the green bond market has grown very rapidly um in the last six years we started with a couple of billion in 2015 in asia Uh, we're talking at 80 billion at its peak in in 2021. Uh, we saw a bit of a dip um, in 2022 now that was a decline overall in issuance um, across the markets but Just as proof of how resilient that issuance is in the green bond market. Labeled bond issuance in 2022 in the dollar bond market in Asia, that rose from around mid-teens to high-teens as a proportion of total issuance uh, within the market. And as well, if, if you compare Asian issuance in terms of labeled bonds to, to other regions, that fall was, was very small. Now, I, you know, I referenced this idea of labeled bond issuance. We're not only seeing a rise in green bond issuance, but we're seeing rise in social bond issuance, sustainability bond issuance. And of late as well, we are seeing the rise of sustainability linked bonds. So what's been driving this rise? Um, you know, you, you point to increased demand, increased interest, uh, tax incentives. That's absolutely been one of the drivers. But away from this as well, you know, we are seeing changes in regulation. We've seen the introduction of. Taxonomies frameworks within the region. So, you know, ASEAN has its green bond framework. China is rolling out its green bond framework as well. This is helping to drive issuer confidence and and also investor confidence um, that some standards being set and these standards are also being adhered to. The other greater context, you know, that that is behind all this is. Asia is, is ultimately a transitioning region um, and there is a lot of focus on transition these days and, mm. and addressing some of these challenges. So we are seeing more projects with which these bond proceeds are, are being used to fund. So there is now an inherent desire from corporates to, to issue such uh, instruments.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That transition phase right now that a lot of emerging markets are going through in terms of going into the future for energy, for example. And when you look at the driving Growth and the force behind these issuance. Where is it coming from? Which sectors are we looking at that seems to be coming up on top?
1: So the sectors that are most prevalent at this point in time are really twofold. Uh, firstly, the financials. Uh, if we look across the banks, you know, they are very prevalent in terms of reaching out and, and extending credit uh, across various industries, and as a result, you know, they have that various touch points across a variety of industries in in the region. Um, and so they are using green bonds as a, as a way of funding, you know, access to all sorts of new sectors that have been developed, renewables, charging, for example. Um, so financial is certainly very dominant. Uh, we are also seeing a lot of issuance from sovereigns or quasi sovereign type entities. But of late, what we are, what we are, um, beginning to note as well is, is really renewable players on their own within Asia, uh, mm. particularly in India, for example, these are coming to market. They are printing bonds of their own. These bonds are tied to specific projects as well. So so there's a lot more investor comfort behind that in terms of uh, structure and security. So that's, that, that is a rising sector. But we are seeing generally across the board, increased interest from issuers to explore uh, green bond issuance.
0: Yeah, Henry, that's a very interesting picture of painting, right? It's growing so fast and to some extent, you're seeing a lot of issuers just slapping on a label that is green. And this is leading to a lot of discussions. What is green and how green it is? So there is a lot of scrutiny around the uh, greenwashing prevalence right now in this bond space. How would you describe it? How prevalent is greenwashing in the bonds market right now?
1: Yeah, it's very hard to pinpoint you know, a quantitative measure of this. Um, what, what I would say is two particular points. First, context matters. Um, Asia as, as, uh, as a region is really in its infancy in terms of this transition journey. And so there is a lot of change that needs to happen. But the starting point uh, from which we are beginning this journey from is, is a lot lower compared to some of its peers across the world. Uh, but but secondly, we are also observing varying quality in green bond issuance and labelled bond issuance more generally. If we look back, you know, if we rewind back to when this green bond issuance started, I would say a lot of the quality was more dubious. The standards were not there. This prevalence of third-party opinion providers, those were also not there um, or, or um, as prevalent in the past. We are seeing those standards change. As I mentioned, you know, we've seen governments introduce a lot of new taxonomies, a lot of frameworks that, that people can point to and, and stick to. And also, we are seeing that issuers are more keen or more happy to, to engage these third-party providers to, to verify that their green bonds are up to scratch. But just to give you an example of, of you know, some of the more questionable practices we've mm-hmm. seen uh, in this space, some of the, the use of proceeds that we have seen in, in bond issuance, they have minimal impact in terms of the overall carbon footprint. Of a company, um, in a very hypothetical or extreme scenario, you know, if a coal company, a coal mining company, were to uh, buy some EV vehicles or, or transform some of its vehicles towards uh, a green, greener fleet, uh, they could, in theory, try and issue a green bond behind that. And, and in the past, where they were self-verified as opposed to externally verified, that might have uh, gotten away with that label. I think less of a case today. Investors are more discerning. But ultimately, you know, we must understand where the green bond sits with, as a context of the overall firm mm. strategy.
0: Well, our Henry Lowe. He is the head of Asian credit for the Asian fixed income team at Aberdeen. Now, Henry, you touched on a few interesting points, including how there are so many standards these days. And this is where I think you can help investors figure out how to navigate this space. Whose standards are you looking at? You know? And in some cases, there are so many indicators and metrics to look at. What do you look at?
1: I wouldn't point to a specific metric in particular. I think that what we like to think of it is, is really looking beyond the label itself and looking at the company. What we encourage investors to do is really understand what is the transition journey of a company? What, what is the company intending to do to change and address the climate risks it is facing? and address the emissions profile and footprint that it has in place today. What are the resources it has to put these actions into 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 plan? Um, and, and what are the resources it has in terms of supporting this from just not only at, at the lowest levels, but also at the board levels and, and the higher levels of, of governance? So the green bond issuance or any kind of label bond issuance is really a manifestation of that plan. It's it's a way of putting that plan into action and funding this plan hmm. uh, as opposed to an outcome itself.
0: Okay, let's take a look at the bond space right now. All this talk about how it's growing. Everyone is keen to see what returns can get from green bonds. What type of yields are we looking at these days, especially with the backdrop of rising interest rates?
1: So there's a lot of talk of uh, green bond premiums. I would say that this premium is, is less obvious, uh, particularly in the, in the volatile market that we have seen um, in the last couple of months. Now, if we're looking at overall yields today, um, there's a variety of points that investors can pick from and indeed investors are picking um, their specific areas and you know, trying to meet their objective and return horizons. If, if we look at the the Asian corporate bond market, more generally, you know, yields are now in in, in the range of five to six percent uh, across the board. Um, now, if we move towards the front end, uh, your one, two-year treasuries are now in the in the five percent range um, with a bit of spread on top of that. Investors could be looking at five and a half, uh, high five percent uh, type of returns, mm-hmm. type of yields. We extend a bit longer because of the inverted yield curves, you know. Treasury yesterday touched something like 4%. Uh, and, and spreads today are in the range of about 100, 150. So we are again looking at 5, 5.5%. Five so the question for investors really is today do I stick in the front end of bonds or do I start to extend into the longer duration bonds to capture some of this yield and look it in for a longer period? Now, that front-end bond, you know, we can all agree these yields are, are very attractive. And historically, compared to what, what we've seen in the past, yields are at a great entry point for, for investors across the board. So the question really is, at what point do investors say, okay, I've had a great trade in terms of rolling front-end uh, yields, you know, whether it's Singapore T-bills, whether it's uh, money market-style uh, funds. And I start to look at Five, ten years in order to lock in some of these returns um, over that period.
0: Well, it looks like bonds are back this year, relative to last year at least. We've been chatting with Henry Lowe. He is the head of Asian credit for the Asian fixed income team for Aberdeen. Henry, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very much for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM,